More Southeast Georgia-based soldiers deploy to Europe. A family continues to seek answers as the case of a missing Rankin woman turns 20 years old, and the Savannah St. Patrick's Day Parade has its Grand Marshal. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. We are a family. There's a lot of strong bonds here between every single soldier. We're all deploying in support of our nation, and we all have that shared goal and that shared trust. Uh, so together, we can overcome any obstacle. That's U.S. Army Captain Troy McCulloch of the 3rd Infantry Division at Fort Stewart. Captain McCulloch is one of the nearly 200 soldiers from the 1st Armored Brigade combat team that deployed to Germany on Wednesday, March 2nd. The troops are being sent to support NATO allies and deter Russia from attacking more countries after their invasion of Ukraine. Fort Stewart is deploying about 3,800 of the 7,000 U.S. troops that will head to Europe. The expectation is that deployment will last six months, but that could change depending on need. WTOC was on hand as those troops boarded the plane on Wednesday. Haley Boland spoke with several of the men and women deploying. Here's her report from March 2nd. So 180 of those soldiers boarded their flight to Germany right here in Savannah earlier today. And this is a unique situation. Now for some troops, this is their first deployment since joining the armed forces. And this is what some of them had to say before going overseas today. This is more than a roll call. It's a call to serve the United States. I'm nervous. I think a lot of people are nervous, but we've trained for this, we've prepared for this, and I think we're ready. These third ID soldiers are deploying to Germany to provide support for the United States' NATO allies. For one soldier, this trip overseas is personal. Platoon Sergeant Joshua Kuhner's wife is from Germany. Because of the conflict in Europe, obviously that affects you know her and her family a little bit more because it's the proximity, as it were. For Sergeant First Class Crystal Allen, this deployment means reuniting with her husband, who's already deployed. He left out a, a, a couple of days ago, and I mean, it, it's wonderful because, you know, whenever it comes to, you know, having to talk to somebody or having to talk to your significant other, uh, you know, he, it's nice because he is there. There are some nerves associated with this mission, but one platoon leader says this. It's focusing on the task at hand. We call it 50 meter targets, so those things that are, you know, upcoming and are close and just kind of like that gives you clarity. While the deployment happened quickly, these soldiers say they're ready for what's ahead. This is what we train for. This is why a lot of us join the Army to actually do something to serve our country. So for me, at least, it's a very, it's a big deal. A big deal that many say wouldn't be possible without their support system at home. We have a wonderful support system. I couldn't ask for a better support system whenever it comes to, uh, to our families. So uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Also supporting each other on this mission, knowing they're stronger together. For more on the Fort Stewart deployments and why they're headed to Germany, read the full story at WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. 20 years after Allison Romady went missing in Rankin, her family is still seeking answers. On Monday, February 28th, family members of Romady gathered on Highway 21 in Rankin to hold signs and banners reminding passing drivers of the case that still has no closure. Romney was 43 at the time and was last seen at her apartment on the night of February 28, 2002, when she tucked her then 10-year-old daughter into bed. 
According to the initial Rankin police report, nothing in the home appeared to be missing. Romedy had MS and her medication was still in the apartment. Her car was initially missing, then found three days later at an apartment complex about a mile away from Romney's home. Two decades later, Romney's sister Jennifer Lunsford says her family is frustrated and believe the answers they so desperately seek may never come. But they still hope someone will come forward. Lunsford says the anger towards whoever is responsible has faded. She says the family just wants to know where Allison is. Make an anonymous call, make an anonymous tip, send in an anonymous letter, put it on a postcard. I don't care. Write it in the dirt somewhere. Just tell somebody where she's at. Give us that closure. Rinkin police are continuing to investigate the case and say they've received new information on it. For more on the Romney case, click on the link to this story in the description of this podcast episode. An early morning fire at an adult entertainment club in Jasper County left the building a complete loss and forced police to shut down Highway 17 and the Talmadge Bridge for several hours on Tuesday, March 1st. According to Jasper County Fire Chief Russell Wells, the business, formerly known as Club Karma, caught fire around 2 a.m. Tuesday. The building was closed and unoccupied at the time of the fire. Chief Wells says crews arrived around 2.08 a.m. but had to be pulled back at times due to the intensity of the flames. Savannah police shut down the Talmadge Bridge to all traffic after Highway 17 was closed so crews could shuttle water to the scene from SCAD's equestrian complex. Nicole McGough, the house mom of Club Karma, told WTOC the fire has led to sadness and disappointment as the place she and her co-workers make a living is now gone. This is people's livelihood. People come here to work, to dance, to entertain, to have fun. And now I have about 60 girls that have nowhere to go. We were all just fine. Everybody was in there having fun, making money, no problems. And now it's gone. South Carolina law enforcement is investigating the cause of the fire. No injuries were reported in two separate plane crashes in Savannah and Beaufort County this week. The pilot and co-pilot of a military plane are safe after crashing in an uninhabited area of Beaufort County on Thursday, March 3rd. The Marine Corps Air Station in Beaufort confirms both Marines aboard the F-A-18D Hornet ejected safely as the plane went down in the Half Moon Island Cusaw Plantation area. The crash reportedly occurred during a routine flight in Beaufort. No civilian property was damaged. That crash happened just days after another plane crashed into the Savannah River. The student pilot was the only person on board and didn't suffer any serious injuries. The pilot was rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard, which credits the pilot's quick thinking for getting out of the crash safely. WTOC's Flynn Snyder had this report on Saturday, February 26th. A close call in the skies above Savannah. These radio communications show the moment the student pilot knew he wasn't going to make it back to the airport. Realized early on that he was not making it back to the field, 
and that the river was most likely uh, where he was going to end up. So he focused on doing what he was supposed to do. Rescue teams from the U.S. Coast Guard are praising the student pilot's quick actions that helped him land his plane in the Savannah River. Members from the Coast Guard say the Piper Cherokee plane suffered an engine failure after taking off from Savannah Hilton Head International Airport. That's where my piloting uh, skills become almost envious of his because he had the capacity to know right then and there, I'm not going to make it. The plane coming down just north of the city, which is when nearby Coast Guard members say they heard the distress calls. Our brains immediately kicked into, okay, this is something real. We started heading that way. This is all lining up. Crews say others in the area saw the pilot standing on the plane's wing before swimming over to the riverbank, which is when the Coast Guard airlifted him from the site. The pilot was the only person on board and did not suffer any serious injuries. Rescuers say the pilot was calm after being rescued despite the crash. He was uh, very fortunate to, to be in that state and had the wherewithal. He had his backpack with him. He had his phone. He had his car keys like he was ready to go. Uh, I don't know how his brain was able to put all that together so fast, but he did. And ultimately avoided a situation that crews say could have ended much worse. If he would have caught one side wheel over the other, it would have created an initial drag point. It would have spun him, it would have flipped him. And that type of rapid deceleration would most likely have caused injury to the young man. Um, so he had to have put it down in such a manner that was dang near perfect. And if he was a student pilot being able to do that, hats off to him, man. Like, holy smokes. The St. Patrick's Day season is officially underway in Savannah, and the city's parade has its grand marshal. Daniel T. Powers was elected to the position by the Savannah St. Patrick's Day Committee on Saturday, February 27th, after about two hours of meeting. Powers, a former Chatham County Tax Commissioner, is the first person elected to the position since 2020, as the parade was canceled the last two years due to COVID. Powers told WTOC being elected is an honor as his ties to the city's St. Patrick's Day celebration go back generations. My grandfather wrote the lyrics to St. Patrick's Day in Savannah back in the 50s. Um, he saw it published, but uh, he actually passed away you know, prior to hearing it, uh, the audio of it. If you're an Irish Catholic in Savannah, you know, this is it. This is absolutely the, the ultimate of, of, of what you can do. Go check out the St. Patrick's Day page at WTOC.com for all the latest info on the season of St. Patrick in Savannah and the rest of Southeast Georgia and the Lowcountry. That link can be found in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.